Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Zwei Ales und Hockey Tales mit Wally, or Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today I am so excited to have on a dry und feared sick year old, a 43-year-old from Apol, Poland. His hockey journey has taken him to Poland, and he is a legend of Deutschland. Started out his pro career back in 99-2000, the Oberleague with... EC Ulm and then Beirut and then stepped up to the second league with Bremerhaven, other known as the Fishtown Penguins, for two seasons and promptly got the call to the German show and became a staple and legend of the DL from 2003 to 2018, lacing up for 833 spiels in the league. Between Ingolstadt, the Nuremberg Ice Tigers, Frankfurt, Hamburg, the Grizzly Adams of Wolfsburg, and the Augsburg Panthers. This legend also represented his country in three Deutschland Cups and an 06-07 in the World Championships. But he may best be known for what he's been doing since he's been out of the game, retired as a player, as he swiftly moved back into the sport as a referee and is running amok. As one shed guy put it, he is the David Beckham of refereeing. Welcome to the shed, Alexander Plaxic. <laughs> hey, nice to have you. Well, hey. Nice to be on the show. Thanks, yeah. buddy. Nice to meet you. I get it now. We know each other. Um, you were a third, and that's what I like about the shed shed guys is shed guys, no shed guys. Brad Burham referred you and said, you got to get him on. He's hilarious. And the David Beckham of refereeing. Is that a compliment to you? I guess so, but sometimes Brad's uh, stepping over the line, but uh, I think that's a nice compliment, but uh, (laughs) yeah, I take it. (laughs) Why Um, not? Why not? I think it's a compliment. I mean, the guy's good looking, a superstar. I think it's a compliment, you know? Yep. So how, you know what, how we know each other. I know two other hockey guys that just retired from playing that just got into refereeing or linesmaning. So how'd you do that? Well, after I decided to hang up the, the skates, uh, I was sure I, I want to do something still with hockey, but wasn't sure what. And uh, all of a sudden my phone rings and uh, the last Brueggemann, who was a player uh, for a long time, he's the chief for, for the referees. And yeah, he called me and first I saw this. He, it's a joke because I, as a player, was known that uh, I didn't like the referees so much. <laughs> so first I thought he that's kind of a joke, but then he said, no, no, he's serious. So yeah, then I uh, looked into it and then I just stayed with it. I liked it actually. So I'm, I'm glad. And now uh, it's after three years, 
now I'm in the first league and it's uh, it's a lot of fun though. Yeah, you you got up there quick and you're back. You're in the game and you're yeah. back around the sport and uh, yeah, you probably do you get like the pregame butterflies like a player. Do you get like all juiced up still? Yeah, a little bit, but it's different than a player. It's it's a different uh, situation you're in. You as a player, you either win or lose. As a referee, <laughs> basically, yeah. you always lose because yeah, one team is always mad at you normally. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's different. But uh, I still know most of the players, so uh, they know when I made a make a decision. Normally, it's right. It's not always right, of course, but right. they. But I, I was thinking about that is you would have the respect of the players because you've been out yeah. there done and done that and they know that. Um, yeah. I actually, I mean, there were some pretty good refs in Germany, but man, there were some brutal ones, like terrible. In the second league in Germany, there's this fella that was out of shape, older, big mustache, and he was just a he was he he was an arschloch. He wasn't yeah, nice. This, yeah, like this. Oh, how do I put this right? <laughs> like, of course, the, if if you're not in the first league, especially second or third league, the, the level of the referees, like skating-wise or experience-wise, goes down, obviously. So, right. Right. yeah, sometimes, uh, but they don't mean it bad. They, no, and they, you know what? You got to have refs to play, right? <laughs> and, yeah, they're um, doing it for most... I of course, they make some money, but not they not make they not living out of it. So it's basically like a hobby for them. And uh, right, yeah, it's not their profession. No. Um, but shout out to Stevie Grant, who's a local kid here, who was yeah. the captain of the junior team. His junior time ends, and to stay in the game, I just had a quick message back and forth with him that he got into being a linesman and referee, and he says he's absolutely loving it. Um, he gets to stay part of the game and like, who knows where he can go, right? The guy knows the yeah. game. He was a captain of the sport and all his teammates respected him. And then over in Germany, I heard my old puppy Mooseburger is now into refereeing. I don't know what league he's in or if you know him. He's, he's in the second league. Uh, there's like a special program for, uh, for former players. They call it like the trainee program. So they take like uh, former players and they have like every two week uh, weeks they meet on a weekend and they have like uh, meetings they get teached like they have a special program so they get up quicker if they do a good job so now he's in the second league but he had like i think four weeks ago he had his first uh dl game as well the moose i'm gonna have to track him down he was a beauty i like that guy kid yeah. He's probably all grown up out too, like my other puppies. But um, so is that how you got guy, into yeah. it then? Is doing the uh, like the trainee program because I know they have a similar thing in North America for the retired hockey guys. Yeah, yeah. This is like like I said, they they pick up certain guys who played and want to look into the refereeing. And like I said, they have like every two weeks they meet and then they have games together and they, they track everything down on video and they help them to uh, understand the game of ref because it's different than than the, the game. Like when you play it, it's... I think it's the different. hardest part for me would be knowing where to stand to be able to see everything, right? Because you got to stay out of the way, the game's going fast and you got to yeah. know like where to be to see it all, right? Yeah. Everybody has a, like for me, the biggest problem was I, I saw like the, the penalty, but I, I didn't just raise my arm. I just let it, okay, just right. play. And, yeah. and if you don't put the arm up right away, then everybody thinks you didn't mean yeah. it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I know the refs that like all, and this, 
I'm just saying this might have happened in Germany. That's like a big hit or whatever happens. And then the whole crowd goes, ooh. And then all of a sudden the ref puts his arm up. And I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> Make your own decision. <laughs> yeah. As a player, if you played the game for so long, you 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 don't hear the reaction anyway. You you just look at the game and then you know what's right or wrong. And if you have in your mind, you look at something and you think, that didn't look right then you better put your arm up otherwise right. when you think it's okay then just let the game play i so, always let the player decide the game it's it's not my job to to entertain the fans or do something that's it's fair that, you sound like you know what you're talking about because that's what i try to explain like i'm coaching kids here and start of the season they get so wound every time a ref put his arm up or we're getting a penalty yeah. i'm like guys like the ref isn't trying to screw us. Like he's just refing the game. Like just relax and play the game. And if we're getting a penalty, let's kill it and move on. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's part of the game. So why, why, why waste so much energy on it? Exactly. When I, when you get young, distracted. It, Teams get yeah. distracted over it, and then it affects play if you get distracted yeah. over calls. But um, other ways we know each other. Fun fact for you: When the mm -hmm. research team got hot, as I've seen you play hockey before. 2009-10, I came to Frankfurt for a sleepover with Derek Hahn. Oh, the honor. <laughs> yeah. So he's from my hometown. We're both Elmira, Ontario boys. He was an Elmira so shirt. We were line mates in that year. Him and I don't remember the other guy. Well, he's a, he was a player, eh, Hahn? He's smart, yeah. defensively reliable, and could pass a puck. Yeah, he was a, he was a very good. Yeah. I had a, so that it was funny because – um, he had a buddy visiting him from our hometown who um, said, hey, come for the night. You don't play. Let's have fun. And then we'll watch him play Sunday afternoon. So <laughs> he came out for dinner with us Saturday. We went for a great meal at a restaurant in Frankfurt that like had the stone on the table yeah, where the you steak. cook. Yeah. yeah, you cook the I steak on that. it. Yeah, yeah, that's a sweet meal. But then right downtown, yeah. So then after he he heads home to get ready for the next game the next day, <laughs> me and my buddy went out all night. And Hottie woke up in the middle of the night to me, me and Dutch um, on his couch with the old school like earphones where you, they were connected. And we each had a headphone in each ear just rocking the tunes on the couch so we wouldn't wake <laughs> him up. <laughs> I think he was a bit confused when he saw us at like 3 a.m. with a headphone yeah. each and sitting head to head on the couch rocking. <laughs> Anyways, that looked like a cool place to play, though. Frankfurt, a nice city, eh? Yeah, especially the fans, the crowd there, they always, it's loud. Uh, they had uh, always a good team. Unfortunately, they, they went bankrupt that year. Yeah. Uh, so we all had to leave. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, uh, it's a great place to be, yeah. So, where and what are you doing now? Obviously, you're a referee now. Where do you live? I'm uh, in Augsburg. I live in Augsburg. I probably like I. I'm I'm born in Poland, but then I moved. My parents moved to Germany when I was a little kid. Since okay. then, uh, my parents still live in Augsburg, so this is always my. Uh, so place Augsburg was where you guys moved to in Germany then back in the day. Yeah, yeah, and then always when the season ends in the summer, I came back to Augsburg. I had my own apartment there and then stayed the three months uh, in Augsburg and then I went back wherever I played. Well, I guess I'll bring this up now then because you ended it kind of with Augsburg as a player, right? Three years? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one guy that's still playing there that I grew up playing roller hockey and whatever against, TJ Trevelyan. He's been there <laughs> forever. He's a, he's an Augsburg legend. He 
he plays an Augsburg Bayern legend. Munich. It's been like 13 years or something. I think so, yeah. He went through a tough time with all the injuries and all that shit, but uh, he always pedals through and uh, he's a nice guy. He he And he wants to stay in Augsburg. I just met him uh, a couple of weeks ago and we talked and he said after his career, he wants to stay in Augsburg, being a coach or something. So he really liked it here. All the people like him here. So I'm pretty sure they find a spot in the club for him to do whatever he if you, you if you stay on a team that long and uh you know you have injuries in your you know yeah. good seasons bad seasons and they stick with you because you know what type of person you are you must be a pretty decent dude i know i'm yeah, yeah. Up with a, him a lot <laughs> he's a good guy to hang around with he's uh i uh, always came to put along with him he he's a good roller hockey player back in the day but um anyways another guy that i'm pretty sure is augsburg area toto torsten yeah Sand. yeah uh, that guy's a beauty too. <laughs> Toto is uh, the main uh, coach for for the kids here. He's uh, he's that's good. You much, need guys like that doing that. I played with him in Hellbrown. Yeah, and I meet him every like Wednesdays. We have like a uh, alte Herren hockey, like where the old dudes meet up on the on, alta aya, the old yeah. balls. <laughs> Wednesday night at 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 nine thirty, we hit the ice for an hour or hour fifteen, and then have a couple of beers together. That's pretty cool. You guys are doing that too, because I hear the same thing happens in Landsuit with uh, yeah. Dominic Hammer and the fellas. They all yeah, still like skate. once a week. It's the the club, uh, like Augsburg. They we don't pay for the ice time, so so That's they just nice. give it out us for free. Yeah. Like all, all the old guys can go on the ice once a week and well, that's really nice of them because well for one there's not many guys around here i really want to skate with and i don't want yeah. to pay to play hockey so yeah, <laughs> yeah. so i don't <laughs> <laughs> anywho um let's see here so the transition from hockey playing to refereeing it sure hasn't taken you long you're in the first league and you just retired a couple years ago yeah four years ago i retired I still want to play. I had in my mind to play one more year, but uh, Augsburg had different plans and I, I didn't want to move yeah. again. So I just uh, said, okay, you know what? Uh, it's time. It's time. And like I said, then I get the phone call like two weeks after I, I retired, the phone rings and uh, I had the opportunity. So I said, yeah, why not? Well, that, and that's then I was cool in the training program yeah. and then it went pretty quick, yeah. So the trainee program then, would you start like refing minor hockey or? Yeah, the first year it's, it's tough because you, you, you work your you, way up. You, 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 you pretty much still a professional hockey player. And yeah. all of a sudden you see yourself in a under eight year old hockey game. <laughs> Refereeing kids work like barely skating. You like at eight in the morning on a, some village and you're like, what I'm doing here. So, but that's that's the steps you have to take and it's, it was just one year and then it took it it went pretty quick that i went to the second league and then i had the opportunity first league yeah so in your short refereeing career so far have you really messed up any calls have you ever changed a game because of a terrible call mm, not significantly of course i had calls which i wouldn't call again but right. uh, i did i wasn't the main factor why one guy won lost or won yeah game. But that's good that's of, what... of course there's like calls when when i look back we have like a system where i can watch all the games and all the calls and then i look at it and i say oh maybe it's not not the best call right and well, you get as like long calls... as you realize that right you always have, it's the same as playing hockey you got to review your performance and be better the next time right 
in the first league, we have, like I said, we have like a program when I can go in the dressing room and I can see all 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 scenes right away. And then sometimes I come up in the second period and go up to the player and say, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. I look and that's at all and that's all the players need. I remember when that happened to yeah. me once in the second league. Um I'm going in on like a half breakaway and the D-man reaches over and breaks my stick in half. So yeah. like, how am I going to score? I can't even shoot the puck now. And uh, they didn't call it. But then the next period, the ref did come over and say, hey, like yeah. I talked to my supervisor. I saw it and I made a mistake. But that you have all that video all and all need. that stuff. It's really come a long way in Germany. Eh? Like I see the Barnes in the second league. I see the, all the DL Barnes now, man. Like it's uh, it's a big show nowadays, isn't it? Yeah, of course. I mean, the the great the game changed like like 15 years ago. You when I played in Bremerhaven my first year, they still had, they, they didn't have even plexiglass behind them. They had like a fence. I remember like, that part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now, or Berlin, there wasn't an Berlin was an old bar, and now you go into Berlin, there's like 14,000 people. There's more show before the hockey game than the game itself. It's yeah. like there's fireworks and you look in fire and you look, oh, oh, you don't know what to focus at. Yeah. I, uh, I Until you've played hockey in Germany, folks that don't know, then you haven't because it is it is an experience. Like, we even back in the day before there was all the big show, like, they'd be lighting off flares in the crowd and there, there'd, be all, there'd be the SWAT police getting ready because <laughs> Hellbrown's playing Beatingheim or Lansuit's playing whoever. And man, the fans can get right into her. <laughs> yeah, the fan culture is different than than in the but, US or Canada. <laughs> not even similar at all. But <laughs> even to like the UK, it isn't quite as like that. And neither is Denmark. They yeah. that it's not as loud. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so do players chirp you? Do you get a little back and forth with the players, that, especially the guys you know? Yeah, yeah, sometimes. But especially like in the second league, or when I still was in the third league, I had to calm calm down myself because they they were chirping me, and I was like, "Stop it! Who the fuck are you?" you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Come on, say that. yeah. I mean, I, it doesn't want to sound cocky, but you like. Man, I played like almost 900 games in the first league. What what do you want now? Yeah, <laughs> you know you're I mean? saying what to me? <laughs> yeah, and I like I have to. But I think that's the sometimes. difference of having the respect for some of the refs because, like that fat slob in the second league, I didn't have <laughs> I didn't have respect for him. And then if you tried to talk to him, he would just give you a ten. You couldn't even yeah. like say anything to him, and you knew that. So it's yeah. like, well, if you don't have respect for me, then I don't for you. You know. Yeah. <laughs> anywho um so like so you're a professional ref so then games are what two three times a week yeah and then what do you train then you still work out and stuff i work out i have a bike in my apartment i i run i go to the gyms once <laughs> once twice a week yeah. but then then i travel yeah i i it, it depends i go mostly i go with the car sometimes when i'm in berlin it, it's i take the train uh, that's pretty easy from augsburg but most of the time you're alone in the car yeah right yeah you have, you go you're not on a bus with a team eh? that'd be a lot different eh? <laughs> driving by yourself <laughs> to the games than with a team on a bus <laughs> but i like being in the car i have time for myself so that that's makes sense so then at what age did you leave poland then uh i was two years old yeah so like i was a little kid there i got you and just so i don't forget folks at my the website for the shed here aleshockeytails.com 
we got a two ales and hockey tails jersey up for raffle if anybody wants to get involved right just so you know aleshockeytails.com you can even buy clothes there um anyways so that you do your minor hockey in augsburg and work your way up that way then yeah and it was right. always hockey you play other sports not really i played like soccer like with my friends outside but not not in a not in a team so uh, that was pretty much hockey all the way <laughs> okay so poster picks that you sent over um brought to you by freeman designs my poster maker guy in the uk um what's the one where you're in your rough clothes sitting on a chair and it looks like you're like it's like a food show like there's yeah. food around you that's that's why brad came up with uh, david beckham of refereeing they the dl the first league they the main sponsor is penny which is like a food company like it's a grocery uh, store right grocery yeah. store they even have and, those over here now yeah and they all they make every year they have like a show where the players have a barbecue against each other and they have a chef and a host and they needed a ref like for you giving out points whoever makes the most points wins obviously you and tell then me they, the hockey players have a cooking competition yes 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 so oh my god i'd be right into that it's let me play <laughs> you can you can watch it it's on youtube they have a stream they have like over 8 million viewers over that uh, span of time so every week comes a show out uh with two from from two team from the team two players cook against each other which or, or barbecue against each other that's a good and idea i was in the jury so that's why uh i was in the chair it's like a big tv production well, that's pretty cool. Um, it's, it's the yeah. penny, it's called the Penny Grillmeisterschaft, and you can look it up at. Uh, I, okay, I had that. Yeah, Grillmeisterschaft. Okay. Yeah. Because Meisterschaft, I know what that is. <laughs> Beatingheim, two thousand nine. Perfect. So, yep. Um, so, anyways, that would be cool. I'd love to uh, cook against my teammates, run amok. <laughs> um, anyways, the next poster pick, Team Germany. You played for that must have been a big day to make Team Germany. Yeah, I was what you said, like, uh, I had the opportunity to play the like Deutschland Cup a couple times. And when I was in Nuremberg 2006, I think, uh, we played the final against Mannheim. We lost that year. Uh, it's a funny story, actually. It's on the next day, like, you know, you lose or win the championship, you hit the boost anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's mandatory. So, yeah. <laughs> We came home from Mannheim. I don't know. I get like lit up at till six in the morning. At eight in the morning, my phone rings, and I I go and it's Uwe Krupp was that time was the the coach for the national team, and he goes, "Hi, it's Uwe Krupp," and I say, "Yeah, yeah, whatever," because I didn't expect a call. I said, "Somebody want to make fun of me," so I I hang up right away because I was still drunk. Yeah, yeah. So, so next minute he calls back. He say, yeah, it's Uwe Krupp. Something's wrong with the connection, I think. And like, and then my brain starts to like, what the fuck? Is this and really? I, is that really? All of a sudden I was sober again. I say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, congrats. You're going to the World Championship with us to, to Russia, Moscow. And i like, what? Yeah, just call the office, uh, book your flight. I see you on Friday at the airport. And i like, what? So, so, is it, so the Deutschland Cup, it's normally in like November, right? Yeah. November and then during the season you have like what one or two three games with the national team but I never been to the to the world championship before and then I got the call and then let's go that's pretty wicked and you got to go to Russia 
Yeah, I was in Russia. Uh, I was the 13th forward going, but I didn't care. I was just proud to make the team. For sure. And uh, that year, Seidenberg uh, got hurt. So I've I, uh, been in the lineup after the first three games. So then I played three or four games. Did you play uh, any was... like superstars? Play any like big teams? Yeah, of course we played the Americans there, but I don't remember the players there. I had yeah. to I had to look it up who was in the roster. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's a while ago. <laughs> yeah. ago. So and on the next year, uh, there was the world championship in Halifax. I'm I made the team there as well, but I never played a, a game. That's why it, it doesn't show. Uh, uh. Well, it's still yeah. to be a part of it and get the experience, right? And that was then... perfect. It was 14 days in Halifax as a as a hockey player as in the World Championship. You can imagine what's going on there. And I knew <laughs> after the first week, the uh, coach said, we don't have any spots left. You can either leave home or just stay with the team. You And I said, well, I, I just stay. Yeah. yeah. So I had the best <laughs> best week of my life there. <laughs> Well, life is what you make it, right? Other people could yeah. have been sour yeah. and left instead. No. I was always proud to play for the national team. So even for if sure. I didn't play, I was a part of the team. I always came along with with the teammates. That we're still in contact till this day. So and yeah. that's what you need, right? That's that's what teams need is the guys that are the extra players, the guys that are the third, fourth liners that they don't bitch, that they put a smile on their face, they enjoy their teammates, yeah. they enjoy the game, and then that's how you can win games, right? So exactly. when you're on team Germany, you're number 56. Did you get to pick that? I didn't get, uh, no, they just handed out to me, but uh, actually it's pretty cool because it's the year my parents got both born. So it, it, so it actually well. matters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I always so, made it look like I picked it. So my parents could be proud of me. But I, <laughs> oh, the truth, they just well, handed out to me. Uh, don't worry. They probably don't know about the shed. They won't be listening. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were one of the poster picks as a player, you were number 16. Was that the usual number? Uh, no, I, when I started, it was number 80. That's my year of born. But um, we had like a famous German uh, uh, goalie, Robert Müller. He passed away of a brain tumor. And then the league called me. Because, and then they hang up the 80 in the raft and that nobody. Right. Uh, so they called me and if it's okay. They asked me if it's okay for me to change my number. I said, of course, because uh, I knew him uh, pretty well. Yeah. So for me, the I had to don't think twice. So then I changed the number to 16. And I did notice as a referee, now you get a number. You're number eight. That, that, was, that was just given handed out to me as well. Yeah. So then so you're that, always eight. You got That's your outfit. That's my outfit, yeah. Yeah, you take it with you at every game. Do you get yeah. spares or you just got the one outfit washed up after game? No, no, I have three or four different jerseys with numbers and advertisements you have to change. So, yeah. I wonder that Penny's grocery store, they must pay a pretty good amount to be on the front of your jerseys. Yeah, yeah. I think they, they pay a lot of money, but I think both sides, uh, it's good for them. The league has a good sponsor. They they do a lot of advertisement for the league and for the hockey games and, and the barbecue show sounds cool <laughs> that's pretty cool. the you only reason i know is because fun fact i am the sponsor of a pro hockey team player uh, <laughs> my jer- my logo is on the captain of the manchester storms jersey and he rips around with the two ales and hockey tails logo and let <laughs> me tell you fun fact that wasn't free either <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a raffle at aleshockeytails.com folks <laughs> buy your tickets <laughs> 
<laughs> Anyways, so then you grow up in, uh, no, actually, other poster pick. I don't think this went on there, but I saw it. You're talking about uh, old fellows played in Augsburg, but you also play with Brad Burham on the Team Germany Old Timers, eh? Yes. That must be fun. That's very fun. It's right. uh, Michi Brezak from uh, from Frankfurt. He he organizes the games, and we we always play against other national old timers. We played uh, like in August, no, in July was it uh, against the Czech team, and we have a rematch in January. And uh, Yaromiaga going to be on the team, so I'm I'm excited. That is that's a cool experience to get to do that and still yeah. be part of the game and get to play too a bit. Eh? Yeah. See, I would I would enjoy playing hockey if it was games like that, but to just go out around here with I think it's not for me. <laughs> we don't have any cool games like that going on very often. Um, anyways, so then you start your pro career way back in '99 with Ulm. Where's yeah. that? It's not far from Augsburg. When when I was young, they didn't have like a. a foreigner rules so they had like from 21 guys in the team there were 20 foreigners so as a young German it wasn't almost impossible to make the first league team so right. uh, you have to you had to go to the third or second league and uh, work, yeah, your way up. work your way up and then they changed the rule then it was like 15 foreigners 13 foreigners uh, now we're down to nine but or ten uh, so there's more room for young Germans or that can make the team. But back in the day, like I said, you had to go second or third league and uh, move your way up. Yeah, well, and you did that. Um, so you went home, then you go to Beirut for one year. And yeah. then uh, then we're talking about Bremerhof and that old barn there, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Two so, years in that barn, I was I was. Whew. Well, and that's, and that's secondly, right? You're not flying anywhere. You're bussing. Oh, you're bussing. And, and you, you had like, we were up north, like Bremerhaven is on the on the sea. And there were teams, the most teams were down south, like Garmisch, Bartels. You you in the bus like for 14 hours. And then so, you play a game and then bus right back 14 hours. Yes. So sometimes you don't, didn't even have a hotel. So we left at three in the morning to go to a road game. And yeah. then on the next day, you come back at eight in the morning after a and game. It's a full day to play that hockey game. Yeah. <laughs> I remember going from Lansing and I was like, is this serious? And like, <laughs> you'd stop for breakfast, then you'd stop for lunch. And then you're yeah. like, and we still have how far to go? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and a, they have to do day. this every week? <laughs> every weekend once, because one you have a home game and then you pack the, your shit and then you go back on the bus. <laughs> um. Yeah, like, so... Fun fact, folks, I played this the second league for six years and I never stayed in a hotel once with my team. <laughs> so think about that. Right? Uh, but in Bremerhaven, a couple fellows that I know of, Craig Strew, he was like a legend of Bremerhaven, eh? Yeah. He's yeah. uh he's he 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 played there for a long time. Now he's the assistant coach in Berlin. Is he? Yeah. I knew he got into the coaching. I never know where everybody goes, but he's the assistant coach in Berlin. Um, there's a lot of good dudes still coaching and in the game and hockey, and it's amazing that I didn't know about all of it until I started talking to people. <laughs> um, the goalie was uh the goalie in Beigheim right before I got there, Marco Suvelo. I played against him a bunch too. Yeah. Finish, finish flash. <laughs> yeah, he was a good. Yeah, a couple of Finnish guys there. That was uh 
they 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 can put quite a show on in the bar. <laughs> and it's interesting you say that because I only played with a couple Finns, and I would have to say the exact same thing. Yeah. I couldn't believe the show we got in Denmark from the one fella. Like he could <laughs> he could really entertain the crowd. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you think you've seen it all, and then all of a sudden, two or three <laughs> Finnish guys show up, and then yeah. you say, "Oh, that's oh, that's new." But it, it, for me, it was like the guy was big, strong, and it's like, man, you put two beers in him, and it's like he's had thirty, and then it, yeah. it, he stays like that the rest of the time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite was there's like a live band playing. They got the drums, the guitars, and everything, and he gets up there in a small town in Denmark. And he starts dancing to the music and he can't control himself. He fell into the drums, knocked everything over. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and he got naked bowling. Same small town. <laughs> um, anywho, um, that year you only played 31 games your last year in Bremerhaven. Was that injury? I got injured my first year in Bremerhaven in the playoffs. I uh, torn my uh, ACL and uh, I broke my kneecap. So I was out for nine months. I had two surgeries and that's why I just came back pretty late uh, in the year. Okay. And yeah, being injured sucks, eh? That's, yeah. That was when I hurt my knee. I had my Hintert's crates band. Um, yeah. I was out like a whole season too. I played the yeah. first four games and it's brutal, eh? Not being yeah. part of the team, like you said, like... No, you're more in rehab than, yeah. than, um, than you can't skate. You're just basically just on the bike and doing like something. You're always by yourself, you. right? You're not with the boys. No, you're by yourself, yeah. yeah I hate that. Um, anyways, but so even after coming back from an injury and all that, you do then get a contract in the DL in Ingolstadt. Yeah, that's where I met Brett then. <laughs> I got that written down, yeah. So, and your goalie was Jimmy Waite. I remember yes. him as a kid with the Blackhawks. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty cool for me that first year. And the, and then I think it was in the second year, then the NHL had the lockout and we had Marco Sturm there, Jamie Langbrunner, Aaron Ward, Craig and, Ma no, Andy, Andy McDonald. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool to have all those guys over for the lockout. But you know what? It's sure cool for you guys, but it sure pisses off the other imports, you know? No more jobs for us, guys. <laughs> yeah. I, I The year we had the lockout in Hellbron, like, thank goodness Hellbron had already signed me before the lockout happened, because I'm pretty yeah. sure they would have put that pen to paper away, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know who else you had on that team that was my teammate? was Ozzy, Gunter Oswald. Oswald, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's funny, though. Oh, yeah, he's funny. Where yeah. did you play in Landshut then? No, no, yeah, Landshut. Yeah, that was yeah. my first year. Was he was the old fellow that came back? I got there like the start of November, maybe no, in October ish, early October, yeah. and that was right when he was deciding to make his comeback too. So we both joined the team at the same time. He's a funny guy. I liked him. He, he I came. Oh, he was good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Marco Sturm would have been pretty good coming back from him in the NHL then too, eh? Yeah. He he's such a calm guy, down to the ground. I mean, he, he's not the loudspeaker or whatever, but just his presence in the room or in the eyes. Uh, you, I learned a lot of him from him, and it's uh, it's funny. I just played that one year with him, and even when I meet him now somewhere, we like like old buddies. I mean, yeah. that shows like how characteristic he is. Yeah, 
even when we out in the bar and then you all you want to pay and all of a sudden the waiter said no no it, it got paid already like 20 minutes ago and, and he never make, said something doesn't but make you a show about it doesn't, but you doesn't know. yeah he and, just goes and does he it he's just a good dude yeah mm-hmm. isn't he's a lancy boy too right yeah 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 lancy guys are my favorites just so you know and i think augsburg must have some dandies around there too <laughs> But it's cool when Toto's coaching the kids. That'll help yeah. raise the puppies, right? Eh? Yeah, <laughs> he's a good fella. I like him. So then you play in Ingolstadt for two years. How big of a jump was it? Did you find as a young German going from the second league to the DEL? It's obviously a big step, but I was still young and uh, I fought my way up. Like you, you start in the fourth line, obviously, and then uh, yeah, you have to either you you make things right with the ice time the coach gives you and uh, or you just break and I never yeah. I never was a guy who who quit so even for setbacks or if you like the 14th forward or 13 forward all of a sudden I never uh, stuck my head in, in the sand just worked out hard and then yeah I made made so my way can, can I give because I used to do this on here and I haven't done it in a long time because I was wrong a couple times and it ruined my confidence can I give you a player review without ever really seeing you play? I did watch your team play way back when, but I was only watching Hani. I don't remember. Yeah. You know? Okay. I bet that you were a winger that mucked her up real hard, up and down the wing, forechecked harder than anybody, and you were standing in front of the net quite a bit, mucking it up. Yes, that was my chip job. Chip it in, chip it out. Yeah, that was my job. <laughs> But you know what? Like that's how you can work your way up a lineup is by being able to be a fourth liner and a third liner and be able to muck it up with the top two lines, right? Yeah. For my experience when I joined Pro was they kept telling me I couldn't be a third or fourth liner. And I'm like, well, okay. So if I don't make the top two lines, I guess I don't get to play. And that's what it was like in the HL. But come the end of my career, once I was better defensively, then they'd put me on a third line, right? And then I could help a third line and it helped my career. Yeah. yeah that's you, you always have to believe in yourself and then good things comes out eventually someday, normally. That, that is true. I was actually talking with my other coach about it and we were talking about like the mental side of hockey. It's like, you can only do what you can believe you can do. If you don't believe yeah. deep down you can do it, you can't. That's right. Mm-hmm. Anywho, but you did prove it to yourself. So why would you have left Ingolstadt? I guess the lockout's over, but then you switched to Nuremberg for the next four years. Yeah. Ingolstadt uh, had different plans, so they didn't, and I had an offer from Nuremberg pretty early in that year. So I decided to 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 have a change. Um, and isn't that, that weird out. though in Germany? And I'm sure it's still the same. You can sign with a different team, like in November, December for the next year. Yeah, yeah, that's normally where the like the good German players they sign right away in November, December. It starts for the next year. And that I just I never understood it. I thought it was so weird that like I knew, like I, I when I was in Lancet, I started getting offers from other teams when I was still in the playoffs, and I thought this yeah. is bizarre. Yeah, and yeah. then um, when I find out some of my German teammates have already switched teams and we're still in the playoffs, and like when they're just like, in, well, this is my when, team for this year. It doesn't matter. I signed when I was in Bremerhaven. I was still hurt. And I signed the contract with uh, with Ingolstadt. <laughs> so, so did you have to like prove to them you weren't that hurt? Like go get some tests done or anything? No, they uh, they saw the progress. I mean, they talked to the doctors and they. Uh, yeah. So that's why there they were did. no. 
I remember when I came back. In the start of the season, you have anyway the the medical tests, so they see anyway if you're in shape or not. Um, right. And if you fail it, then the contract expires, obviously. I'll never forget when I left Biedingheim and Helbron wanted to sign me and Rico Rossi was the coach and I had had hernia surgery. So I hadn't been able to do anything for like a while, yeah. like a couple months. And I was fat. I had been living in Germany, eating all the great food in Germany and drinking the cheap wine and the beer. And I was not in shape and it was just the start of summer. I had a lot of time to get in shape, but I went there and he made me walk on a tightrope topless <laughs> it was it was embarrassing I, I things were jiggling and I was trying to walk on this tightrope and my knee wasn't that strong so it was shaking and then my fat was jiggling and he still signed me thank you Rico <laughs> you <Yeah. know? laughs> uh, but I did lose the weight that summer but anyways so Nuremberg that's when you start making team Germany too eh? yeah so the Deutschland Cup you basically to play for team Germany you don't get the November break which I love the November break. Yeah, who doesn't? But uh, I was I was proud, so yes, I took I I wasn't I wasn't mad that I don't have a couple of days off after after the Deutschland Cup. You get normally one or two extra days off uh, from the coach, so you have like one or two days off. Yeah, to, yeah, because you're still playing on the break, right? Yeah. One of the years, I don't know why this popped up. I saw though the second year you're in the Deutschland Cup, you had 27 penalty minutes. What did you get up to there? I think there was one check from behind where I got kicked out of the game. <laughs> mm -hmm. Four check too hard. <laughs> yeah, sometimes happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or I got into a fight, what happens three or so four times in still, my career. They're still fighting in Germany at all? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's good. They still fight. Good. That's what you, I, I think you need to fight in hockey to keep things the way they should be. Um, but when you make the world championships, there's a couple guys that I know the names was Michael Wolf, who was a Beheim Steeler before me, but yeah. then my old centerman, my middle Sturmer from Hellbrunn, Mikael Hackert. He was there, yeah. He yeah. we always played cards. He is a big card player. <laughs> I don't he was always gambled a lot. Um, he's a good dude though. I like playing yeah, with yeah. him. Yeah. Good he was player. a hell of a hockey player. He was. I got him right at the tail end where he was like done in the DL, but decided to help out the hometown. Yeah. Yeah. Play with us. But um, another guy that I had on here way back when I started this was on your team in Nuremberg and scored 41 goals in a season. Aaron Spilo. Yeah. He's got a cottage right down the road here. No shit. <laughs> yeah. I grew up playing minor hockey with him Ah. and even fought him once in junior. Wow, he's a big guy, though. I know. I, know <laughs> I stuck my finger in his nose as hard as I could to get bleed <laughs> when we were wrestler out of the ice. But yeah, I knew him. And anyways, he wasn't as big back then. He went to the OHL and got massive, like massive. Yeah, he was a big dude. As when he was in Nuremberg, he he was he had the Enormous. best shape from the whole team, I think. Yeah, and like six foot four and a goal scorer. Yeah, he, he can shoot the puck. No slap shot, just he had this weird, weird uh, snap shot. And his stick was so tall and so whippy. I don't know how he could even shoot a puck with that thing. I remember skating with him in the summer when, like, I was in, I guess, I don't know, the coast or the second league, and he was in the DL by that point. And I couldn't believe how big he was then. And then he would shoot a puck. And I'm like, well, geez, you could score from anywhere with that shot. Anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. 
He shot it and that he hard. He a slap shot. When he was on the blue line, sometimes on the power play, and he tried like to one time it, and it that didn't work. And, no, it's, and, and the coach said, don't, don't do slap shot, just do your thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what's weird though, I got this under 13 kid. I switched from defense to center this year, um, mm -hmm. and he's coming along. And now all of a sudden, he is shooting it like totally different than any other under 13. And like, he's got like the flex and like you see him shoot and it's like, holy moly, you're like a man child. And he's starting <laughs> to score from anywhere. And it's pretty cool yeah. to see now that we're talking about Spilo. It looks very much the same. <laughs> so four years though in Ingolstadt, was that a four year contract? Uh, I had no twice, uh, two years and two years in Nuremberg. And then I wanted to stay in Nuremberg and Nuremberg wanted me to, to stay but they went into big financial trouble and the manager called me and said, I, I know you have an offer from Frankfurt, pretty good one. Um, we cannot pay you this because I don't know if you even exist next year. Uh, right. That was like an honest talk and said, listen, I don't want to leave. I said, yeah, I know, but we yeah. cannot pay you. That's so, how it works. Yeah. And I had to leave, unfortunately. And then, like life goes, Nuremberg stayed in the league, and Frankfurt had. <laughs> shut and then it they're up. the ones that go tits up. <laughs> yeah. So I like. Um, interesting, though, that you go to Frankfurt and how small a world is. So you got Hani, who's from Elmira, Ontario. Yeah. You also have Jamie Wright, who's from Elmira, Ontario, both from my hometown in Frankfurt, Germany. Yeah, yeah, that's the hockey world. I mean, it is. Well, no. Jamie Wright, so the way it worked for me was growing up at Elmira, he was the one that made Team Canada and the World Juniors. So then you see a guy, he's what, like five, six years older than me, that's making Team Canada and the World Juniors. And you're like, I didn't think someone from Elmira could actually do that. Um, and then he did that. Then he went to the NHL and scored like 20 goals one year with Calgary. Yeah. And uh, and then you end up seeing him play in Frankfurt when you go for a sleepover with Hani. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I said, like I said, the hockey world is small sometimes. It is. Um, and you know, they had another guy that team that uh, every time I'd skate with him in summers or wherever um, he could play was that Joey Tanute. <laughs> he had some skills, eh, for a little yeah. guy? Yeah. He was, uh, yeah. We, there's like a lot of characters you meet over the years and sometimes you forget and then somebody mentions the name and you're like right back at, at that time and you meet and those that's guys. what's happened to me is like i had forgot about like my whole career and i forgot about everything and i kind of just pushed it to the side and carried on with the real world yeah. and then once i get back out here talking about different stages of my life it's amazing how everything comes back to you you know yeah <laughs> it's fun stuff so then you're only in Frankfurt for a year, then they go tits up so you did you try to go back to Nuremberg or you head to the Hamburg freezers no, they, they shut it down pretty pretty late in, in July. So I was in, in Los Angeles for vacation and my agent calls and he didn't know that I'm on vacation. So all of a sudden my phone rings at four in the morning. I like, and my agent, I like, what, what's what's going on now? I say, yeah, yeah, I, I, we need a new club. I see, what do you mean? We need, it's July. Yeah. I say, I know, but Frankfurt finally decided they, they, they don't have the money anymore. They, they, so yeah. And that's why I ended up in Hamburg pretty on short terms. <laughs> well, at least you found something, right? Once the teams are full or their money spent in Germany. I saw in the second league, like in Biedingheim, we didn't have a very good budget. And yeah. it was embarrassing, actually. They told me that they were going to sign one good power play. And then from then on, it was going to be like yeah, not 
they just weren't, <laughs> weren't good enough. But um, then they'd bring in guys that were great hockey players for a tryout. And they would offer them the most embarrassing contract. It would be like for nothing. And it's like, why did you even bring him here? He's not going to take that, you know? Yeah. But, but if they don't have nothing else, they just take it. That's then, right. What, then they have to. to get, I, get I to went from again. a big contract in Frankfurt to a, they said, this is all we have left for this season. Just take it or take not. Take it or leave it. it. Yeah. That happens. But small hockey world in Hamburg with the freezers. You played with one of my childhood heroes, Rob Collins from the Elmira Sugar Kings. <laughs> Rob yeah. Collins, the professor, they call him. <laughs> the professor was his name in Dusseldorf, right? Yeah, but even in in Hamburg as well, too. Well, he could play hockey. When, um, Yeah, that's actually how I, fun fact for you, that's how I got to Germany was playing in a puck and ball tournament with him and Brandon Dietrich and some of the fellows. Yeah. Um, where you play three games of baseball and three games of hockey and you drink beers through the weekend. And I guess they were impressed with how I could do all three <laughs> <laughs> because uh, Brandon was in Lansford and they asked him if he knew a guy that could be his wigger. And he said, me, yeah. you know, and Brandon Dietrich and Rob Collins were my two favorite players and Hani. I'm not forgetting about you, but I watched the Sure Kings win the championship as a kid. And then you get to see all these guys that you watched, end up in germany and then i followed them you know <laughs> why not <laughs> why not another guy who I, he's still doing or that was on your team in hamburg i played against in the second league david wolf i remember him because he came to, i think it was krimichow and he was like an 18 year old and he shows up in the second league and he was like bullying the men like yeah. he was a bully <laughs> to the men and yeah. he was a kid and that then was part him. of the game, yeah. For a long time, he was like just running, running behind everybody. He didn't care about the puck so much. <laughs> he he's a big about... boy. Yeah, yeah, he's big. And then he went to like North America. I think did he get some NHL games? Uh I yeah, maybe a few. I think yeah. It's interesting. You see an eighteen-year-old show up in the pro league, right? And then all of a sudden they're pushing around the men, and you're like, "Who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> anyways so hamburg was that all right then did they have money troubles there too the yeah the owner the, is the anschutz group who always who also uh is the owner of the iceberg berlin or the la la kings and he had two teams in germany and he decided uh, just to have one team so berlin at that time had more success obviously and then he decided to <laughs> to fold this club down too. But I was uh, gone already when this happened. I was in Wolfsburg already. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you did play on a bunch of the different teams. So you go two years in Hamburg. But you, every place you go, you're not just like one year and done other than Frankfurt going bankrupt, eh? But you did, yeah. like, every two, three years you're switching, eh? Yeah, I mean, the type of player I was, there's always sometimes the team DNA changes and they, they think they need something else. And right. that's why. Uh, and they got the under whatever rule, right? Where they got to get the young kids in. Yeah. Yeah. So it, but it is how it is. And I, I don't, I don't have any regrets. Of course, I could have stayed somewhere longer or no or not, but I have no regrets. I liked uh, being around different towns, meeting new people. So it's, that was, that was fine for me. I agree with you. If I wouldn't have been asked to kindly leave, because I would have always stayed wherever I was if I was happy. Yeah. Um, if they yeah. wouldn't have got me to leave, I wouldn't have got to see all the other places, right? Yeah. Um, so what's your favorite barn you ever played in? 
Depends. I mean, the old barn in, in, in Berlin was pretty electric when there's like always sold out. It was nice. So it's loud. But obviously when the new arenas came like in Hamburg or, or Berlin, it's that that's nice places to play in. So I would say Hamburg and Berlin are the most nice places. I don't think I went to Hamburg. Yes, I did. <laughs> but not to play hockey. <laughs> okay. I guess so. Hamburg's a nice city, eh? Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it there a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I went there. Um, I went there when we were living in Denmark for our like November yep. break. We went to Hamburg and also to visit the BG doctors um, spot, <laughs> especially when one of those doctor's appointments goes well. And then yeah. <laughs> you let your hair down. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, um, so you go to Wolfsburg and it says in 2012-13, you guys played 12 playoff games. So did you almost win it? Uh, yeah, we always been with Wolfsburg in the in the semifinal or half final. We always had a good team, but we didn't make it till the end. That was uh, frustrating. We always had a good team, but we never could make it uh, to lift up the cup. But yeah, that's the story. Uh, is so Simon Danner was on that team. He's from Freiburg. Yeah, is that David Danner's brother? Yeah, they brothers. David was my teammate in Hellbron. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he was with you in that Frankfurt team too, right? Yeah. Another guy that was on your squad in Wolfsburg. And I remember this name just because he hit me so hard. All the snot came flying out of my nose. And like, <laughs> I, I've, I didn't feel well the rest of the game. Nick Schaus, D-man, yeah. right? Big guy too. Right-handed guy crushed top. me in the Continental Cup. Like <laughs> hammered me. Open ice. <laughs> oh. Yeah, get your head up, Walton. Be better, you know? <laughs> um, and then I guess I'm thinking of TJ Mollick, and then there's a Tyson Mollick. Hey, brother as well, yeah. Yeah, because it's interesting when you see the guys get the German passports, right? That TJ yeah. Mollick, he was an import. We're mucking it up. We're, like, in a scoring race in the second league. He gets his German pass, and he's getting a one-way ticket to Berlin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good careers those fellows put together, though. Yeah, you know. that's right. Speaking of cooking, I got this written down. Oops, you were uh, you were um, the referee for that cooking show, but I saw yesterday you were whipping up homemade made pierogies. I made homemade pierogies. Yeah, I'm. I like to cook. That's like my. That's my where I can just free my mind and. Yeah. Uh, that's why I like to be in the kitchen. <laughs> I actually do too, though. Um, I find it's relaxing and it's like a little competition with yourself. Like how good yeah, you can. I have a glass of wine, I have music, and then I, I can stand there for two or three hours. I have, and then I eat it up in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I totally understand. What were you, what were you stuffing your progies with then? Uh, it's a classic Russian one. It's uh, potatoes and uh, cottage cheese. Cottage cheese, eh? Yeah. Mm. Um, so for the, I guess the dough for that, is it kind of similar to just pasta dough? Is it eggs, flour? Yeah, it's just, uh, flour and an egg, uh, butter and hot water. That's basically it. Yeah. I might have to try making pierogies now, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I got issues. Well, I got issues. Like you go live in Germany for six years and then you leave and then you come back to the shitty food around here and you're <laughs> like, I got to figure out how to make the real food. Cause nobody's m making any effort around here, you know? it's true though mm. north american food sucks compared That's to sad. it it is sad you then you then you gotta spend a lot of time in your kitchen figuring shit out right <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I made the I made schnitzels for the kids yesterday. Wiener schnitzels, and yeah, um, yeah they they know about their German heritage too now because uh, <laughs> <You, you laughs> I teach them about the food. They Pretty know about good. Spätzle. They know about Weiss first. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your favorite German meal? Uh, I go with schnitzel. Schnitzel and Spätzle is it's it's my my thing to go. Mit oh, Brun yeah. sauce. Yeah, mit Soße. You know. Yeah. Okay. And if you're going to order a drink at a bar, what would you get? Oh, it's, it's a beer or a wine or both. <laughs> yeah. The Augustiner beer, beer is the best, though, eh? I, I would agree, yeah. I think it's the best beer in the world, if I'm thinking out loud in my shed. But <laughs> what do I know? Right? I, I haven't had many beers before. <laughs> so, in hockey, what do you think is most important? Cabina Fest, beer tents, or Christmas markets? Cabina Fest. Cabina Fest I, I think Cabina Fest then because uh, at the beer tent or Christmas market uh, not everybody comes so you're not always the whole team and Cabina Fest and you I think they'll be there <laughs> yeah you can go after the Cabina Fest somewhere else with the boys but sure it starts with the Cabina Fest <laughs> Cabina Fest are the best I that's why I started loving hockey again when I got to Germany was yeah it made hockey fun again and not so not everybody so stressed out and sitting on buses all day but yeah um yeah cabina fest good stuff i had one here eh? it was my under 13s this week i saw that i saw it on your post that you had for my fiertzicke birch dog i had uh i had spetzli und speck and i heated her up for the boys and none of them had had it before right except my son so that's pretty cool to show them spetzli you know (laughs) (laughs) and all the boys mucked it up on the ice and then came in the room and sat and ate and drank had a root beer (laughs) That's hockey, right? <laughs> um, let's see here. So have you got much, now that you're a ref, get much heckling from fans? In the first league, they, the, the fans don't get so that big, near you, yeah. So you don't hear it. But I, a couple of weeks ago, I, because I, 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 somebody was sick and they called me if I can ref like an Oberleague game. And I was in Dengdorf, which is a little barn. And then you basically hear everybody scream. I like... Like you guys serious, right? <laughs> Everybody <laughs> saw the trip and they were like, woo! And they were like, come on, boys. Well, you should hear them in minor hockey around here, man. You can hear all of them yelling. And it's like just yeah. <laughs> um, let's see here. I don't know how much else I got, but the reason I could tell what type of player you were was one of your poster picks. You're right up in a guy's face after the whistle, letting him know, eh? Yeah, you sometimes you have to, you know. That was part of my game as well. And uh Sometimes you have to be under the skin from some guys, so they know you you here and yeah. you watching, so and they cannot not do whatever down. they want. So yeah, yeah, uh, it's funny because you see the same thing in like under thirteen hockey when I'm coaching. It's like there's a play at the net, and one of their D men starts pushing our guy, and our mucker upper guy got in there, and well, he swung a bit, and. uh I just said to their coach, I said, I got no problem with this. <laughs> I said, yeah. I don't, I, I don't mind our team not backing down from anybody, you know? Yeah, that's well, right. Once you start backing down, then that, that's that, right? Um. Well, I don't know what else I got, man. It's still early. The sun's not even up yet. <laughs> Here it's almost not rainy, but I have a golf, golf appointment later. So a golf I appointment. I believe it's called a tea time. <laughs> 
it's Ta it's a tea time, but first we drink a beer, so it's a golf appointment. <laughs> that makes sense, and that sounds really fun. It sounds like the refereeing is a good gig for you. It treated me well so far, yeah. <laughs> so then, what's the schedule for the rest of the week? You got games on the weekend. I got Friday and Saturday games, yeah. Friday, where, Saturday. Where are you going? Uh, Friday, I'm in Mannheim, and then I sleep there, and then I go to Berlin on Saturday. So you'd ref, then the league picks up your hotel bill, stay yeah, in a hotel. They, they pick everything. They pay my uh, travel costs, either my train ticket, my plane ticket, or my gas tickets, and they book the hotels, and then yeah. So how many professional refs are all of them professional in the DL now? Because I know I also spoke with Sean McFarland. That's that's refing in the DL. Yeah, I'm I'm with him on Saturday in in Berlin. Two shot oh, guys refing together. You guys should get a picture together and send it to me. I we, we can do that. I yeah. send it in Saturday. Yeah. Shed guys, no shed guys. <laughs> um, there's uh, we have five German pros and five foreigners. They are pros. Yeah. And the rest are like semi-professional. They send bills to the, but that's, that, they, that, they, they do the same job than the professional ref. Right. But that's pretty cool that um, that's an opportunity for people when they're done playing hockey. And it's like yeah. for Sean, that he can travel the world and see all these countries and do yeah. it following hockey, right? Yeah. He's a nice stuff. guy as well. Um, well, let's see here. I, I got to look at my notes. I don't know. I just wrote down like teams you played for and guys you knew, but um, what's it uh, like your normal day now? You probably don't get a pregame nap, eh? It's just drive to the game, get ready. Well, it depends when, when I have a longer drive to Berlin, I go, I drive in, I drive in the morning from Augsburg. Then I'm in the hotel at three or so. And then I take a little nap and I have a pregame nap. You got to have pregame naps in the pro hockey world, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so how do you get warmed up for a game? Two touch? Sure we do, yeah. Yeah. Referee two touch. I'd always see the refs playing. I just want to get in there and muck it up with you guys, you know. <laughs> That's the same. We have the same routine basically, like as a player. You warm up with like like soccer, then you stretch it out a little bit, then you go over the, the game sheet and uh, do your paperwork and then you're ready to go. So is there any any incidents on the ice that have been like, I can't believe that happened while I was reffing? Like, was any players punching fans or fans punching players or anything exciting happening? So, so far, no, not, no, no. No, no nothing, no. Not, not, the ref's taking too good control of the game, eh? Sometimes, yeah. Brutal. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, geez, I guess I don't really know what else I have. Um other than thanks for making the time for me and um, nice getting to know you. And Perfect. Uh, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. And it's, it's neat when you have a guy on like Brad, I had respect for playing against him and they did beat us when he was in castle. But then when he says, Hey, you got to have this guy on, like he's a shed guy. And I'm like, Hey, all right, let's do that. Thanks getting to know you, me. sir. And stay in touch. And I look forward to my uh, shed Picture guy. selfie Friday, with Sean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this has been Thanks, another bro. episode of Spy Ales and Hockey Tales Mitt, Polo, and Wally. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. And that's all right. 
Cause some people they drink too much Some people don't drink enough Some people are just like me I hope y'all forgive them I'm like Scott, I'm a gold band I'm like Pete, I'm a 